Hi, everyone. My name is Zach Rich. I'm here from WTSR, and I am here with Flatwings. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, good man. Fantastic. Yeah. Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the questions that you have. So you submitted four songs from your Listless EP, which I see you released. The first one I wanted to talk about was um, was actually your like just in, your in general your first track on your album. Uh, I noticed like was there a particular influence to your sound? I definitely saw like a mix of like uh, grunge, almost grunge, grunge rock, garage rock style, and there was definitely uh, in vocal tones I could hear a bit of like Joan Jett. Uh, some of those 80s rock artists, Pat Benatar influences in there. Was there a particular sound you were basing it on? Um, I'll take that one. This is Tara. Um, you, you, I think you hit a lot of the, the influences there. Pat Benatar, that is very generous. Um, but I would definitely, I would think, um, I definitely think of Chrissy Hines when I, when I, when I write stuff. So, um, and, and, uh, I also, I think we all really like garage rock and, um, kind of surf rock influences. I really feel like it's hard. We've had trouble like describing what our band actually sounds like because it's such an amalgamation of, of kind of different sounds and all the, all the influences that we've had over over the years um but i think okay. that i think that was a good summation though yeah because i was definitely saying when i was listening to your ep um there was just definitely a unique combination of sounds i mean obviously when you're on band camp and you're uh, listing your artists you say a lot of you see it even mixes like psychedelic rock or you were saying uh yeah garage rock post-punk revival so a whole, definitely a whole mix of sounds that I could see on it. So that's interesting that you actually um, part the place. Yeah, I've noticed with our band, so I, I play the drums in it, and I noticed that um, Allie, who's the other guitarist, will come in with kind of more of a surf rock, garage rock influence. Mm -hmm. And then Tara comes in uh, with more of like a heavy riffy uh, influence. So, I mean... That's kind of what I've noticed on the song. So if something maybe sounds heavier, like Mets is probably going to come from mm -hmm. Tara, where a little bit more yeah, of the catchy surf rock comes from Allie. Yeah, um, which is awesome because we both, I feel like we both um, like want to fill in the space with the other sound that we're not getting. And that's why I feel like it works so well together. Like me and Tara just kind of like filling in and then... Um, you know, Steven and Chad also filling in the other sound, but um, yeah, it's really nice to, to be able to play with people who um, get what you're going for and can like provide something that maybe you have in your head, but you can't get it out there. So yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. I feel like it's definitely a, a, a team effort. Like we work really great together as a team, just kind of fill, yeah, filling in all the gaps and, and knowing what the other, other people are trying to go for. We're like, yeah. we're like psych psychically linked. Yeah. 
Uh, oddly enough, um, uh, Ali and I started this band to kind of do like a super chunk style band, and we sound nothing like super yes. chunk. <laughs> yeah. and, but we're still trying to start that super chunk band. If anyone, we gotta get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to describe. Like when we were trying to find people to play with me and Chad, we're like, we're going for a super chunk kind of sound, and I think we had like maybe one song, and then it just turned into something completely different, which is awesome because yeah. it was. I mean, I, I was going to say, there's definitely like a whole mix of uh, modern and classic bands I hear in you guys. Like some that come to mind for me, uh, Louis Del Mar is a modern band. Yeah, bands like Louis Del Mar, even, even a bit of poppier styles in a way. Someone like Group Love, Foles. I see a, a whole mix of sounds, really. Is there any particular modern or classic artist? Because classically, too, I also hear a bit of Nirvana, Devo in your sound. So were there any artists you were trying to base it off of? Hmm. Devo, oh you're really interested. That's a huge compliment. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know, that's, that's a huge compliment. <laughs> Everyone I, uh, like a lot of my family members that I'll play it for, definitely go for like, a, they, they get like a Nirvana whole kind of situation. Um, like even stacking pumpkins a little bit but i i mean i it's not something i was really aware of like going into it but i could i definitely see that like listening to it um yeah was there a modern band you'd say that you placed your sound around you know i I really liked it when when it was somebody's friend came up after the show and said that we sounded like destruction unit and i was like that is awesome that's actually and, that's yeah. really good compliments again. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best. Uh, I think uh, I've gotten Black Angels before, and I kind of, in some of the stuff that we're writing now, I hear a lot of that influence of that, like Austin, Texas psychedelic rock mm-hmm. um, involved in it as too. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of psych rock influence. I was going to say. I, I definitely see it a whole bunch of sounds really as you mentioned with your mesh really it's all thrown into one definitely so the second question i had was we're going to talk about what the pro what the songwriting process is for you specifically with your track window walkers if there was anything interesting during the writing process of that track hmm. i feel like i started oh, sorry go ahead Chad. no no you go <laughs> Uh, so I have really just been only writing songs for maybe two years. Um, it, I always kind of just would play guitar a little bit, but never thought about like writing, starting to write a song. So that was kind of just something that came into my head. It was like maybe one of the first or second, like full songs that I actually thought of. Um, I just wanted like a simple, but heavy, um, you know, song. And so I started like with the uh, beginning and then the main chords. And then I think Tara was playing um, the heavier chords. And then we kind of just played off of each other back and forth, like, um, like layering the different riffs and stuff. So yeah, you can, de- you can definitely tell that in your sound a lot. I mean, you can tell you progressively layer your guitars mm-hmm. a lot more throughout each of your tracks. And that's something I noted particularly during window walkers. I mean, there's like a clear priority you guys have in layering. I don't know if there's any mentions you want to make of that song in particular of construction, but. If I remember correctly, I think 
um, we all went to Creep Boyd's last show. It was a yeah. Philly band. And then Allie's just like, I'm going to write something heavy and like psych, psych rock, like some of their like heavier songs. And then we that was our starting point. Yeah, it was definitely creep, Creepoid influenced for sure. Um, that is, that's definitely a unique draw there. Uh, as for like the entire out for the entire EP list list, was there a particular writing process or any kind of uh, like cohesive style that you were intending to go for? Oh, that's that's tough. I um for for writing for writing. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, guys. What do you What do you think? I just I just want more reverb and fuzz all the time. And like, <laughs> if, if like if we can just like somehow fit more reverb and fuzz into a song, and then like figure out some cool riff as we're jamming, like in our in our practice space. I mean, that's kind of that's always kind of that's my method, if you want to call that a method. Um, <laughs> I think it was but, just us figuring out what we want to sound like because it was the first yeah. thing we recorded. Um, that's that's huge. It really was just us like discovering what our sound uh, was going to be, or at least the foundation of our sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like we have like eight or nine different pieces of like a song. It almost the album came from just throwing a bunch of our ideas at a wall and then mm -hmm. cohesively just yeah. bringing them together while trying to find the sound um, of balance between, I would say, pop. Um, making like poppy sounding and then just making it as ugly as we can possibly make right. it with reverb and fuzz. Um, each person kind of came in with their, their own song. Um, I think Tar wrote Settled, um, mm -hmm. Allie wrote Listless and Window Walkers. And then um, our original bassist, who unfortunately passed away, uh, came in and wrote uh, Spit Avalanche and uh, we kind of worked with that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that you have varied ways of composing your music. I mean, especially given the fact that no two songs are really sound alike. And I mean, being a young band, you're still really trying to find your identity and footing into the scene. So I, I can definitely appreciate, you know, a mix of styles in your music. So heading on to the third track here, you had mentioned uh, Split Avalanche, actually. Is there a particular story behind that or any other tracks on the album that you'd want to bring up? That it's definitely Tara's. Um, so yeah. Spit Avalanche was from our, our former... <laughs> I think I'm the only one that likes that song. <laughs> um, Spit I know, I know. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I just don't yeah. like playing sometimes <laughs> <laughs> uh that one we had a lot of trouble recording uh especially the ending because it just kind of goes on and on and <laughs> we we're just struggling to figure out how to end the song and uh it was very frustrating in the recording studio for that one um but i i think it's great uh it's i think it breaks up the record compared to the other ones it's not as heavy it's more of it's like more of like an indie rock song um yeah and it's just I fun to play on the drums I definitely saw a bit of Indie, like influences maybe someone uh maybe someone like portugal the man or alawaz on on there more psych rock indie rock breakdown i i did yeah. i did appreciate the fact that it broke up the pace of the record i mean it seems like in general for you guys you're really heavy or you're really onto those musical out those outros because your structure i mean 
I, I give you a lot of credit for this. You don't use a traditional strong sh structure. You're not like verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. You're going like drop a chorus in here with a few with a verse here and there. And I don't know if there were, yeah, I was just gonna say that that's definitely unique. And I just want to know if there were any more particular stories you had uh, with uh, any of the tracks on this album. I think with, with, uh, with Spit Avalanche, I mean, that was, I think that was the only song that was literally being written like right up until the last moment that we recorded it. I remember um, writing lyrics, like the lyrics for that, like in like a couple hours over the weekend, like right before we went into the studio to record that, the little EP. Um, it was just, uh, that song in particular was just a constant work in progress <laughs> but i'm glad it came, i'm really glad it came together at the end because i know that there were there were moments where it just seemed like it was fractured in, into several pieces but but it worked out it worked out yeah and that's not necessarily not a bad thing at all recording quickly i mean hey some of the biggest tracks on like chart topper tracks like one i think of a lot that i definitely compare a lot to your sound Portugal, the man with Felix still, that was written in 15 minutes. So. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine doing that. <laughs> I think we were just so determined to finish it. Like we almost scrapped it so many times. Cause it, I think it was yeah. one of the first songs that we really played together as a band in our early practices. And we were like, we need to just drop it. Like it's something we just kept changing it. And then it just became like a challenge. Like, no, we have to finish this. Like yeah. it just became this huge challenge. And um, as Chad was mentioning, uh, our old bassist who did pass away, he wrote that song. So we just felt like we had to just like finish it for him. And yeah, I definitely respect that. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it seems like you guys went through a lot when writing the album, I, I'm sure there were a lot of tracks that didn't make the cut and a lot that didn't even make it past the conceptual phase. So how was it like just writing the album or writing Listless as an EP? I think it hmm. took a long time, longer than we wanted it to, because again, it's like, uh, we were just learning how each other like played music. I mean, we've never played music together. Um, Tara and Allie didn't yeah. even know each other before the band. Um, so, I mean, the first bit is just learning how each other writes music and kind of bouncing ideas. Um, and then again, look, we don't, we were still trying to find our style and our sound. So it, it was, took longer <laughs> than it should, but we have a lot of great ideas now for our next record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. we, have, we, we have so many ideas. <laughs> that didn't make it we kind of like saved little snippets of it for for later songs We're like all right that's not going to work out now but we really want to use it for something else but, yeah. there's so many I, iphone recordings of all yeah. the new songs. i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that is that i mean that's 100 percent fair going through the whole process i mean obviously it sounds like you guys went through a whole hell of a lot really with releasing each track so Getting to one more question. Um, this is about the title track, Listless. It's definitely your heaviest track. And when I was listening to it, I definitely saw the most post-punk and garage rock influences, like most apparent there. What was the, pro what was the process like uh, in composing a track that's different than your typical sound like that? 
I think that's that's all of our favorite yeah. song. Can I, yeah, can I speak for everybody? We love that song. <laughs> oh, it's the best one. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and I I'm I think that Chad and Allie wrote that together, right? Yeah. Is that, is yeah, that how just... it worked out? Because go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I had a, a little riff that I just kept playing and as I always do, I thought it sounded really dumb when I just play it by myself. So I was like, Chad, I'm going to need you to like play this with me. Every time he adds drums, it just instantly, I'm like, okay, this is a song now. Like this is going to be. Fun. Yeah. So I played yeah. that and he just like linked right in with the drums. And I was like, all right, this is definitely a song. Like we have to, we have to record this. So, um, and then Tara yeah. came up with the, the vocals for it. And just. Yeah. I think. That was like one of the ones, I think it was, we, um, it was the first day that Allie had come over to my house to record on GarageBand. And like, I think you had just recorded the chords and then you left for the day. And then I sat down and did the riff part and then sung the lyrics into GarageBand. And it just, that, that just came together so quick and easy. I just remember thinking like, wow, like this it was one of the last songs that we wrote before we recorded and it was just, it just came together real beautifully. Yeah. At least that's I, how I remember, that's how I remember it. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's just the direction our band is heading to like yeah. probably more songs right. like listless. Definitely. Um, I remember like just trying to do like a hot snakes kind of drum beat to it where you just play fast and on the toms. Um, and yeah, it just, it, came together yeah i mean definitely i i am interested in hearing that that's the direction you really want to go towards into that post or into that more post-punk punk revival style i mean that's i guess yeah with where you're headed it does seem like you definitely have a sense and one other thing i was going to mention uh since you mentioned uh in regards to producing your tracks it seems like it's a whole team effort and there's no one member of the band, no one outside person who is really driving the direction. I mean, it's a whole team effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. A, a big 100%. goal, a big goal uh, with this band was to make it like super comfortable for everyone. Um, so yeah. everyone's open to critique. Everyone comes in with their ideas and every idea is taken very seriously. And we, because uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, and it's just worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like it has worked out well. Um, so now we're gonna jump into a few project-based questions. Um, I mean, obviously this one isn't as applicable now, but given co uh, this is obviously something you can't do during COVID, but what was your favorite track to play off Listless? Listless. Listless. That was always our last track too, and uh, mm -hmm. I feel like the most energy, most energetic song. Um, and everybody would come up and just like, oh, I love that song. That's like the best one that you've had so far. So I would say that's my favorite one. Yeah. I yeah. Tell that we loved playing it so much, so it just kind of our energy was just. Yeah, and that that's one hundred percent fair. I mean. Given you guys, I was looking at your touring routing, or you had set up obviously prior to the pandemic and before pandemic, you had a pretty extensive route and it seemed like a lot of respected area punk bands 
and a lot of respected garage rock bands too. So it's definitely interesting that you said listless is your top choice, especially given that <laughs> that's the project you want to go forward on. Yeah. Your direction. Uh, was it, was there anything like you particularly miss about the live experience or just not being able to do it? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just want to say that, like, I hated playing, I've been in bands before, and I always hated playing live gigs, but with this band, we had such momentum um, before, right before COVID hit, and we were playing live quite a bit, and I loved it. It was just so much fun, and I, I really, <laughs> I'm really kind of bummed that COVID hit and kind of put a, uh, put a damper on that and, and all live music really. And it's, um, cause that's such a big part of my life. And I don't know, I, I definitely, definitely miss having fun like that. Yeah. And I, I can't blame you in particular. I mean, uh, with the whole, the whole music scene in general has definitely been forced to adjust here and, I can tell, at least for you guys, playing live is a key component of your music, definitely. And yeah, I think that's what inspires us to keep writing, is like, we'll have a really good show and we'll meet um, other bands and we'll just kind of start talking about like possible like little mini tours we might be wanting to do and just getting feedback yeah. from other bands. And that's what we're like, okay, we have to practice this week. Like, it's something to, you know, it's what keeps us, going forward so to not have that has really definitely been a struggle for sure yeah and not to get too sentimental but i just miss hanging out with like these three other people and we're all really good friends. <laughs> like, we yeah. practice once a week and then like a one or two shows and now i'm just forced to annoy them on group chat all day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so this is a i guess a bit of a related question here um how has the pandemic influenced your music or your processes well, oh, man, <laughs> we haven't practiced the whole the whole pandemic. Um, I mean, I've been doing like I've been recording my own songs, but I've just like I can only go so far. I'm like, OK, now I need I need like drum and bass and like because then I'm just kind of done with the song. Like, all right, I don't know what to do with this. Like I get sick of it or I start to question it. So I just it's I do miss having like you know, other people with, with different ideas or people to be like, okay, that's not going to work. Let's do something else. So, um, yeah, it's kind of frustrating just to be stuck, but, um, as a band, have you continued to work on your, have you continued with your material since pandemic? I think we've, we've made, I think we've, we've made recordings and sent a few to each other. Um, and that's, this is just reminding me that I need to finish this one track that I want to send you guys, <laughs> but, um, that I meant to do like two weeks ago. And of course I haven't done it, but, um, yeah, I mean, with, I, I'm, I live with our bassist, Steven. <laughs> so, um, so we, we often talk about, um, you know, different song ideas and, and, and some we'll go up into the guest bedroom and like record sometimes and I'll maybe I'll figure out or write a riff and I'll be like, Steven, can you figure out some drums or some bass for this? And it's, it's great to have that help, but that's as far as, um, that's as far as I've gone. Yeah. And one, yeah, and definitely, uh, one other thing I want you guys to expand on 
how has like the recording process for material changed being the fact that obviously you're all distanced from each other and the fact that you can't compose music as a band together that you're sending sound bites and riffs and drum yeah solos here and there a lot more garage band i'll say <laughs> yeah I, this is kind of how we how we did it though is we would all come up with our ideas on our own and then come in and then mesh them out uh, yeah. So this is kind of it, we're just stuck in the first steps where mm -hmm. uh, Ali and Tar and Steven are just making all these awesome ideas. We just need to get in a room and just like work them out. So uh, we're probably in a really good position that we'll probably have a lot of stuff to work with by the time we feel comfortable being in a room the size of a closet. <laughs> right. I know exactly. Our practice space is so little, and there's no ventilation, and I'm. A little bit, as much as I want to go in and practice um, and really finish up some of these ideas that we've been talking about, I don't know when that's going to happen. But I know when it does, I'm really going to be itching to record like a, an LP as soon as possible. Yeah, and for sure, you're going to, I mean, at least a lot of bands, and you guys definitely sound like you're in this group too, have a ton of ideas. Is there anything unique, any kinds of sounds or musical styles you didn't think you'd explore uh as a result of the pandemic but the pandemic brought you to it huh that's i don't know i guess that's yet to be seen <laughs> i listen to a lot of hip-hop so like expect a lot of hip-hop joints i mean just uh, i've been listening to like a lot of like mf doom and the roots um and uh what is a west side gun and uh, so yeah good old classic yeah. uh more conscious style i mean west side gun i know has been dropping albums left right and center yeah i really liked his uh the paris one Free for Paris. Um, yeah yeah that that one's incredible I, yeah. I like anything that has like a jazz influence to it there are even some lighter hip-hop influences in what you've been doing and i'm eager to see i guess how you can throw like <laughs> roots. Hey, if you could throw something like that or Talib Kweli, Blackstar, Nas, any of those kinds of classic RJD2, any of those yeah. kinds. I'm, I'm really I want to go on record and say I would love that. Like, <laughs> I would be amazing. Ali and Tara do a rap battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it's definitely interesting that you want to try and draw that classic hip hop down. I mean, I know that's become so popular drawing some some of the more popular genres of rap music into music nowadays. So the next question I had for you guys, uh, what does college radio mean to you as a small as a small but hopefully growing to grow bigger band at this point? I mean, oh my God. college radio plays the best music. <laughs> like, uh, w, uh, like I live in Philly, so WKDU's down here, and they're putting on some of the best shows in the city. Um, you throw on the radio station, you're always going to hear something good on like mainstream radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and also I feel like the DJs are just more in touch with music, and you don't really have the whole zoo crew thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think it's the best if you're going to listen to the radio. 
Yeah, yeah. and I, I just want to say that, like, for for WTSR in particular, your radio station is the reason I have Shazam on my phone because I, I used to live in the Pennington area, and I would drive to work, to and from work every day in Trenton. I still work in Trenton, and um, the I I would hear song. I would listen to WTSR every morning and afternoon and I would hear songs and I'm like, what is this? This is great. And I would have to hit Shazam on my phone. And I've discovered so many new artists from listening to TSR in particular. And I just think college radio is great for that. Cause you know, it's, it's uh, I'm always looking to discover new music, you know? Yeah. That, that's definitely a huge compliment. Is there anyone in particular you discovered on our station that is, that was notable? Oh my God. <laughs> I'd have to look at my Shazam. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot for the life of me, like remember one in particular. They've all been integrated into like my mental catalog, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least, at least for us, I mean, one of the huge things for us is drawing a lot from local bands like you guys. I mean, that, uh, I mean, we have special dedicated segments dedicated solely to local bands. And I mean, we obviously, we don't accept major artists and we hardly play crossovers. Like I think maybe once in my time at the station, I played, I played a Kanye track once and that was like the one mainstream track I played. And like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I see it, definitely important to bring bands like you guys into the limelight, especially given the dedication of listeners. I mean, I've only been a DJ here for two semesters, but I can tell the support on the, on college radio stations is just unreal compared to other, to other uh, more commercial stations. No, it's, and we're really thankful that like a radio is like a radio college like, exists because no one's gonna put us to talk. No one wants to talk yeah. to us other than you guys. We really, really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is so much fun. Thanks. Yeah, uh, and there was one other. There was one other question I wanted to ask. Uh, what other projects do you have in the works now, uh, and what are you excited about? Oh my uh, we're working on a split. Uh, we can't mention the band's name, but it's a like a local band that is just phenomenal. I I know I'm looking really forward to put that out, and it's hopefully yeah, it'll be like a seven inch. Um, and I've never had music on vinyl before, so that'd be really cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely a unique experience. Kind of like a hey, look, mine made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really just wanted yeah, so I exactly. could give my parents something. <laughs> like, thanks for letting me play the drums in your basement for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, even with even with limited test pressings, I mean, I've worked with, I've done photography, and I worked to bring in a ton of bands. Uh, Chad was talking with me earlier about uh, the under with WTSR Underground, and Tara, you had mentioned that you had listened to some of our sets. And some of those bands, oh, yeah. are, like you, you can't imagine like the reactions they have when they see like their first vinyl or they see the recordings we send them. And they're like, "Whoa, we made it!" <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine it, especially for especially for an artist like you. I mean, you're a rather recent project at this point, 
getting your footing in the industry. I mean, hey, it, it is really competitive and I give a lot of credit. Being a band that you're not obviously not shooting for me or for massive mainstream attention. You're trying to fill your fill your hole. And it's a it's a competitive scene here in Southern Jersey. I've done talent booking before and I, I know for a fact. I mean, it, it it's really crazy given you're entering into crowded competition, but hey, you you definitely have that kind of sound that stands out. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. And yeah. Um, is there anything or anyone that you want to give a quick plug to? I mean, we've ran through the questions. Any shout outs you want to give before we wrap up this interview? Yeah. Um, check out Desperate Living, uh, from Philly and they just put out an awesome EP. And then our friends in Suburban Living actually today dropped a really great LP called How to Be Human. Um, they're just two awesome bands right now that I would totally check out. And um, also, Steven's in a million bands, so you should check out. You should check out some. Of yeah, them. check out all Steven's bands. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I mean, that sounds good. Thank you so much for your time, listeners. Be sure to turn to tune into WTSR ninety one point three FM on the over the air online at WTSR.org or through the TuneIn app on October second, twenty twenty, for World College Radio Day to hear Flat Waves and over 20 other bands. This has been Zach Rich from WTSR 91.3 or 91.3 FM telling you to open your mind. <laughs>